Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to my video. In this video, I'm going to talk about how to not lose heart or how to not lose faith in God. A lot of people right now are struggling because a lot of uh, prominent people, a lot of good Christian influence, a lot of people right now are losing their faith in God and it's causing a residual impact on a lot of people. So in this video, I'm going to help you as a believer, not to lose faith in God, no matter who walks away from him. So if you're watching this uh, for, on the replay, I want to say thank you so much for watching. Hope you all are uh, benefiting from this channel. And I, and I, I kind of honor that God will, um, that God utilized me to help in any kind of way in your spiritual walk with him. And so I just want to say thank you for those who's watching for the very first time. My name is Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And if after you watch this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be your coach here online. And for those who's been subscribed for a mighty long time or just a few minutes ago, I want to say thank you so much for subscribing to my channel. And for those who are listening on my podcast, thank you so much for taking the time to listen because we have a lot of people that listen uh, on, on, on audibly, audio what forms. So I just want to say thank you. My wife's in the building. Love you. Glad you're here with me. Jay Miller says, thank you for your wisdom. You're so helpful. God gets the glory. True uh, Vintage RNFB says, my walk lately has been challenging, but I'm still staying strong. Great, great, great. So let's get right into some points. I have a lot of points that I have to cover. It's going to be a lot of them. So I'm going to get my screen up. And we're going to get right into it. And if you're watching this, you're like, man, I have some people that's probably losing faith. A lot of people who needs to be stirred, their faith needs to be stirred. Share this video to them because I really do believe that the points that God has given me today, I think will benefit us all. Now, first, you all know that I go over scriptures first to set the foundation, to set the tone for the discussion. And then we'll get to the points that stems from it. But 2 Thessalonians 2, 2 through 3 says that ye be not shaken. That ye be not shaken or be troubled. I think that's what it says. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us. As the day of Christ is at hand, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. What this scripture is basically saying, that there are going to be, there is going to be a period of time where there's going to be a lot of people falling away from God. We are living in that era now. There's a lot of individuals right now who walked with God, quote unquote, or is walking with God now, but there are ticking time bombs set up by the devil to ensure that there will be a catastrophic residual impact on people's hearts and faith in God. And the word of God is very uh, uh, clear on this disposition, on this position here. And a lot of people are not prepared for it. It says that you not be soon shaken in mind. It says, don't be shaken in mind. It's King James. Or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word. So when someone speaks contrary to your belief, don't even be troubled. Don't even be shaken in your mind when you're shocked by people falling away. Don't be troubled neither by your spirit. Keep your spirit fervent, nor by word, nor by letter as from us. Basically, what he's saying is not even me. That's why our, our, our faith should not be in the influence of somebody else. So it doesn't matter what happens with my walk with God, just because you followed me for years and God forbid, which I never will walk away from the faith that shouldn't shake your faith. As that the day of Christ is at hand, as we getting closer, as we in the midst of the, the, the end time era, verse three, let no man deceive you by any means. I don't care what means that they are communicated or by what means they can benefit you. Don't be deceived by any person for that day shall not come 
except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed to the perdition. Basically, the Antichrist, right? First Timothy 4 1 says, it says this. Now the spirit expressly says that in latter in the latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. So we are, we see it very clearly that the word of God is not shocked. Um, the author of the word of God is not moved. He's not shocked. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knew the end. He knows the end before the beginning. He is separate from earth. He is eternal. Therefore, God will predict that there will come a time where people are going to depart from the faith by devoting their lives to deceitful spirits. We live in the most deceitful time of history. We have great means of technology. We have great means of influencers. And these individuals and, and means of media is being used, uh, 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 funneled by demonic spirits to cause people to be deceived and to depart from having faith in God or trust in God or believe that he is who he says he is or has proven himself faithful in all of our lives. 2 Corinthians 11, 3 says, but I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to God. This is a warning to the, Corinth, the uh, church of Corinth. Paul saying, I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve, there's nothing new under the sun. The same deceptive methods and the same deceptive tools that was used against Eve and Adam is still being used to this day. He says, I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, by his wit, by his confusion, your thoughts. It all begins with the mind. The ultimate battlefield with your mind. He's going to make sure that he's going to ensure uh, that, that your faith is shaken by having you overthink on things that you should already have been solid on mentally. It says, but I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. There's a lot of people who sincerely rose, raised their hands and walked down the aisle because the music was right. The message was, was poignant. Everything was in, in alignment for that individual to be emotionally triggered, but that person wasn't spiritually converted. And what happens is the cunnings of the world, because their hearts is not solid, their spirit is not sealed by the spirit of God, they begin to allow their thoughts to run rampant. And then they begin to fall, be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Revelation 3.11 says, because I have a lot of points, I'm going to get through these. I am coming soon, Jesus says, hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. He said, I'm coming soon, hold fast. As believers, we got to hold fast. He's saying, hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown, which is uh, being in, the, in heaven in God's glory forever. Let's keep going. Hebrews 3, 12 to 19 says, take care, brothers. I don't think I'm gonna go to all, all, all the way through 19, probably 15. It says, take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. Not the dead God, not the gods of this world demonically, but the living and true God. He says, but exhort one another every day. That's essential. Every day we have to exhort ourselves. Even if you don't have anyone to encourage you, you got to learn how to encourage yourself and be encouraged by the faithfulness of God. It says, but exhort one another every day. Don't miss a day because that's just how cunning the, the world system is that if you skip day or skip days, you could be setting yourself up 
to lose to lose hope, to lose joy. Every ball player dribbles a ball every day. Every artist they 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 uh, uh master they they engage with their art every day. Every person who is elite in any field they're in, they are in it every day. The same as believers. The same for us as believers. We have to make sure that every day we in it. Because anytime I know what playing basketball, if I go two or three weeks without playing, I'm rusty. I, I'm not. I'm not as solid as I once was. So every day, the more I'm in it, the more I'm hooping, the more I'm exercising, the better I am in sustainability. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, <laughs> that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is deceitful. There's a lot of things in our world that says it's okay. There's a lot of believers, quote unquote, Christian influence that are saying certain things are okay. But the word of God says, don't allow your heart to be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Because God is still against sin. God still hates sin. It, God never changed his premises on sin. And the reason why people are not winning because they keep on sinning and they get mad at God because God's not endorsing. And then people fall away because God is not in, in cahoots with what they want to do. For we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence, our original confidence firm to the end as it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in rebellion. As in rebellion. Now, last but not least, 1 John 2.19 says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they are not of us. What this text is saying is a lot of people are professing Christianity because they professed it during a season when it was a fad when it was cool now when it starts getting a little heated out here and it's and it's becoming a persecution is arising for the belief in christ now people are falling back on it and and then try to mock it and arrogantly try to uh, uh tear it down they went out from us they went out from us. some of some of them went ahead of us some of them were were elevated some of them uh became successful some of them had big youtube channels big instagrams big following some of them they went out from us but they were not of us. They were not converted. Just because a person says they're a Christian doesn't mean their hearts have been changed. It doesn't mean their hearts haven't been converted. We don't measure a man or a woman's faith by what they utter out of their mouth. We measure by the sustained fruit that's prevalent in their life and a level of reverence for God that is so deep that it's obvious that there was a change in that person's life. They went out from us. Oh, they oh man, they look great. But they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. The true measure of a believer in Christ is those that endure till the end. The word of God says, they that endure to the end shall be saved. The end proves if the beginning was authentic. But when you continue in your faith, if you look left to your right, left to your right, and you see that that continuing with you, now, it's one thing if you have a bad day, if you have a bad week and you're going through spiritual warfare and stuff like that. But when you've got the Holy Spirit sealed in you, you can't help but make a comeback. But when there's arrogance, when there's pride, when there's mockery, when there's attacks, then it proves that that person was never uh, with God from the beginning. Let's keep going. Now, how to not lose heart or how to not lose faith in God? The problem is this. Many believers' faith is not founded securely enough setting their heart settling setting their hearts up 
to be affected by the great falling away. I wrote these notes today. They, they probably a little bit, whatever, but you, you, you know what I'm saying? Many believers faith, many believers faith is not founded securely enough setting their hearts to be affected by the great falling away. There's going to be a lot of believers who are young babes and they're going to be drastically affected because their favorite YouTuber, their favorite uh, influencer, their favorite artist, their favorite worshiper, their favorite preacher fell away. That's why your faith cannot be in the influence of another individual. Your faith must be in the fundamental foundational principles and the true conversion by which the only spirit of God can do. And that's when you know that you are for real about this thing. But you can't get so caught up in, well, that person fall, now you shake it. I don't care who falls. My faith is not shaken. I don't care if my pastor walks away from the faith. I don't care if anybody I know or admire walks away. They don't got nothing to do with me and Jesus, fam. They don't have nothing to do because I am aware what the word of God says that many in that day will say, Lord, Lord, have I not cast out demons in your name? Have I not done marvelous works in your name? And she's going to look at them and say, depart from me. I never knew you. That's the extreme end over here. And the word of God in the other extreme says there will be people who walked with God. Judas walked with Jesus, fam, and still betrayed him. So if he was with him day to day, who are we to say that we won't fall away? The other problem is due to their hearts not being in God at all, others will fall away and will be used by demonic spirits due to entertaining or the entertaining of a deceitful doctrines will be used to mock and persecute those holding on to their faith. So you have to get ready for this because it's going to be a great falling away and it's going to be an attack on those who's holding on to their faith. Now, let's talk about the dual effects of a person falling away. There's two avenues by which a person can be used to damage other people's faith. You have to watch. Either they either they uh, fall away from the faith because they were hurt or they fell away from the faith because they were hired. There's only two ways a person, not two ways, but here are the, mo the more prominent ways by which a person falls away from their faith and hurt others in the process. Number one, because they were hurt. You know the saying, hurt people, hurt people. There are some people who was hurt by the church. That's no excuse. That The church don't got nothing to do with Jesus, man. That church member who hurt you don't, don't have nothing to do with who Jesus is. It has nothing to do with that. It don't matter what a person did or, or God wasn't as faithful as I thought he would. They don't have nothing to do with who he is and who he has proven himself to be. So some people, because they were church hurt or they were hurt because they're what they thought God would do for them, uh, he didn't do. Or because of, 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 of whatever, they're hurt. So hurt people hurt people. So now they come on their platforms. Now they do all these different things. And because they're hurt by church, and a lot of people right now have been hurt by their idolization of the Reformed Church or the idolization of the Kojic Church or the idolization of the PAWs, the idolization of a, of a denomination, but not being founded in the truth of God's word. So what happens when your faith is in a doctrine, your faith is in a preacher, your faith is in a theology, then what happens when that theology, not theology, but when those doctrines prove to be man-made, now you're hurt. Now we've seen in the past how a lot of black uh, prominent um, Christian influencers have gone uh, uh, have gone uh, uh, far left because they idolized the Reformed Church. And now when the white people in the Reformed Church wasn't wasn't going out, out the back when it comes to uh, blacks and whatnot, then all of a sudden they hurt. But they don't got nothing to do with Jesus, fam. 
or the reason why people fall away and how it hurts others because they were hired, hired by Satan to purposely hurt people by falling away. There are certain people right now, prominent, million subscribers, millions of followers, albums sold everywhere who are who were hired from the beginning. There's not one Christian influencer that's all, there's not one, not all of the Christian influencers are, are, are believers. Do you know that, right? Some of them were hired by Satan. They were never with God. Some of your favorite preachers were never with God. Some of your favorite musicians were never with God. Some of your favorite singers were never with God. They were hired by the devil, sons of Satan. Daughters of Satan hired in key positions, elevated to get your trust, got, got promoted with a bunch of influence to get your trust. So that when they get your trust and then they exit like dust, all of a sudden now you all over the place. Now your heart's wayward because you got so invested in music. This is dangerous, man. Satan is cunning. This is dangerous. There's a lot of people that people are in love with right now. They go to their churches. They got their albums. They got all these different things and they are about to be set up. They are, they have time frames by which they're going to fall. And they was never with, there was, they were never with God at all. And there's a lot of people right now whose faith will be shaken because the man they were following was not Jesus. It's dangerous times, scary hours. And, and, and you got to make sure that your heart is solid because there are a lot of people who felt are going to fall away because they were hurt or disappointed because God didn't do this or the church did this to them. So they're going to go online and spew hate about Christianity. Just because you had a bad experience with a Christian doesn't change the Christ. You don't judge a faith by its followers. You judge a faith by the one who established it. Because not everybody, you're not perfect, I'm not perfect. And don't get me wrong, church hurt is real, but that don't have nothing to do with the one that heals. It has nothing to do with it. Let's keep going. So there's two ways. The dual effect of a person falling away and how it hurts other people is because they were hurt and now they hurt is hurting people. And now their hope is in whatever belief system or whatever, or they were hired by Satan to purposely fall on purpose so that there would be a, a, a catastrophic residual impact on people's hearts that will weaken or that will either weaken their faith or prove that they never have faith. Now, how to not, oh, why do people fall away? Here are 10 reasons why people fall away. Number one, they're furious or frustrated with God. They fall away that way. A lot of the people who fall away, they're frustrated and furious with God. How could you, God, let this happen to me? How could you, God, not do this for me? God, where are you? They've been, they've been consuming only one side of the gospel that God's supposed to, quote unquote, be their genie. God's supposed to be their vending machine. That God's grace is just uh, so abundant, right? That, that, but when it comes down to discipline, now people don't, now people missing. So a lot of people, they fall away because they're furious with God, frustrated with God. So I'm done with you, God. Hey, I talked to my students today in class. So there's a big difference between faithfulness and loyalty. There's a big difference between faithfulness and loyalty. A person will be faithful to you as long as you have full enough stuff for them. But they disappear when the tank is empty. But loyal people says, I'm there for you whether you benefit me or not. 
What's your mindset with God? Are you faithful to God only to a certain point until it benefits you? Or are you or are we going to be loyal to him despite whatever it is? So why do people fall away? Number one, they're furious or frustrated with God. So they fall away. Be careful what you do when you mad at, mad at God, because a lot of us make our biggest mistakes when we mad at God. Number two, they were not as familiar with God as they thought. So they fall away. They thought that God was just going to do, you know, they only heard God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. They stopped there. Oh, you supposed to supply all my needs according to your riches. God got it. But the premise is not just riches, is he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. God is not going to fund anything that's not going to enable, that's not going to come and glorify him because he's the only one uh, trustworthy with glory. No other man or woman can handle glory but God. So that's why we understand I'm doing everything for God's glory because the moment I lose sight of God being glorified and I grind for my own glory, then that's going to be the end of my story. But when I know that God is the only one that can handle glory and is gentle and kind enough to deal with people, I always toss people back to him. But the reason why people follow away number two, they were not as familiar with God as they thought. And so now when you got to go through various trials and when you start going through testing, when you start going through pruning, all of a sudden the happy-go-lucky God that you were taught through these cathedrals now make you feel like you don't even want to be with them. Number three, how, why do people fall away? God didn't fulfill what they wanted. Kind of goes with all the other two up there. God didn't fulfill what they wanted. They thought they should be married by now, so I'm going to fall away from this thing. God ain't really about this. Or God didn't come through for this, so I'm going to fall away. Number four, why do people fall away? Bad fellowships and a false sense of love from opposing groups. Bad fellowships. Leaven, one, uh, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Bad company corrupts good uh, good. Uh, morals, good character, right? So bad fellowship. They got around people who made it sound very intoxicating, made it very sound very good. They were educated in their delivery, but they were empty in their power. So what happens is you entertain their intellect, but you realize they have nothing inside of them. They have nothing. All they're doing is saying a bunch of big words, saying a bunch of big stuff, opposing God, opposing. And now you got bad fellowships with people who've compromised. That's why a lot of these people you can predict. There's some people right now I know have walked away from God. I predicted it weeks ago. There's people I had conversations with I predicted months ago. My wife can tell you there's been people I said, man, that person ain't going to last long. Because I started looking at their fellowships. I started looking at the compromises. I start looking at the, the 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 arrogance. I start looking at the the way they talk to people. I start looking at all that, and I said that ain't gonna last long. Bad fellowships. The enemy's gonna always try to bring people with witty and cunning and deceptive type of ideologies. Where well, it doesn't take all that, you know, they're gonna come in with with words deceitful. Like you don't understand the doctrines of devils. You think they're just gonna be cult like? No, they're gonna be meshed in. They're not just gonna be blatant. They're going to be mixed in. And if you're not careful, then you're going to surround yourself with bad fellowship. And they're going to be talking. And that's why I talk to all my college students. Be very careful because they're going to sound smart, but they're dumb. The Bible says the foolish things of the world, the foolish things of God confounds the wise. The little things of God will confound the wise. And there's a lot of smart people saying a bunch of smart stuff, but they realize that their stuff is only as good as a fart. 
had to make it rhyme. Bad fellowships and a false sense of love from opposing groups. Do you not know the world is going to love their own? So people say, I'm going to fall away from God. And, and, and don't get me wrong. There are a lot of legalistic individuals in Christendom. They don't know how to uh, judge righteously, but that don't got nothing to do with God. So what I'm saying is just because opposing groups love you and they welcome you, the world welcomes their own. But it won't be long until they're all gone and you left alone. So bad fellowships and a false sense of love from opposing groups. That's what a lot of demonic groups, they're, they're immersed in a counterfeit love. They, because the, the enemy knows that the word of God says they will know that you have me from your love for one another. And so now I looked at the marketing campaign against the church. The church is legalistic. The church is bad. This is by design. If they can get that in your head 10 years in advance to the great falling away in a massive way, if they can get that in your head that the church is bad, that the evangelicals this and the white pastor this, the black preacher that, if they can get in your mind that the church is bad, then all of a sudden you have this full generation of people falling away from one side of the equation. Then the other side of the equation will be people who fall away because their favorite pastor or preacher fell. Watch the watch the language because it starts off with an agenda. It starts off with propaganda. It starts off with words. They're throwing the, the they throwing Jesus out with the bathwater. They're trying to throw everything out. But you got to understand that everything in life does have some some level of rules. Do have some level of boundaries. Freedom is bad, fam. Not all freedom is free. Not all freedom is good. And people want to be free so bad, they don't want to go through the narrow gate or go down the, diff the difficult way that's narrow. They want to be free. They want stretching room. They want all of this. But I'm telling you, it's all a mist. So bad fellowships and a false sense of love from posts, they're going to love you, man, because love is what taints to a degree. When false love is evident, it, it pulls the strongest because he knows that most people are looking for acceptance. And if I give God a bad name, that he doesn't love you, that he doesn't accept you, that he doesn't desire you, that all of my opposing groups in the front lines of it will be so loving that it will draw you in. And about time you win, you find yourself in sin. And then you find that there's a lot of things put to an end in your life. Number five, false accusations on God. Number six, they were fumbled by the church. I had to find an F. They were hurt by the church. They were fumbled by the church. That's why some people fall away. There are a lot of bad churches, man, bad preachers, devil worshipers as preachers, immature preachers getting in positions without God's development. Just because you was fumbled by a church doesn't mean you fumble your faith. Your faith should not be anchored in a fellowship. A lot of people join churches that God never intended. There's a lot, no church is perfect, but there are a lot of bad churches. But just because you was fumbled by a church doesn't mean that God is not who he says he is. So some people fall away because they was fumbled by the church. It happens. Seven false teachers and false hopes. Why do people fall away? False teachings. They fall away because the false teaching has no, has no benefit at the end. It's a false teaching. And, and, and now you have to sustain that teaching by your works. People forget that true teaching and two, true doctrines of God, they produce. They produce fruit. They produce something at the end. A false teaching produces nothing but hurt. It creates false hopes. And the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. So false teachers gives false hopes. And then about the time you get to the end of that false hope and realize the goalposts get, keep getting pushed 50 yards, now 
you're torn apart. So people fall away because they entertain false teachings that, that, that prove that that was nowhere in the Bible about God's character or attributes. And then when they got their whole hope in that false teaching, then when that thing falls into a slope, they, man, it's hard for them to cope with the despair that comes after that. Number eight, their fire burnt out due to it being a part of a fad. Why people fall away? Because Christianity was cool at one point. It was a fad. And so they had excitement. Fire means excitement. They had faith in God. And true faith in God is different than having faith in God at a period of time. Faith in God means I was converted by the Holy Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit is pointing me to Christ and Christ is is is, is the mode by which it, it enables me because of his imputed righteousness in my life to help me live more, to help me live righteously, right? And my fire is sustained. There may be dips in life, but it's never, it's never going back to what, what it once was. But there's some people that got faith in God. Oh, that, that, that made sense. I can put some faith in that. But their fire burnt out due to it being a part of a fad. That Christianity was just a fad. And all of a sudden now it's like, all right, man, I don't, I don't want to deal with dad anymore. I don't want to deal with God anymore. So I'm going to go on my own. I'm going to be the God of my own life. Number nine, their faith was built into someone else's faith instead of Jesus. Their faith was built into someone else's faith instead of Jesus. So basically they were influenced. Their pastor is the sustaining of their faith. Their favorite this or that Christian influencer or musician was the one that, that they had their faith in. So they admire them and they do what they do. They do as they see their pastor do. They do, don't get me wrong. There's biblical principles in that, that as you see in me, you also do. But I got to be a legit dude. I got to be legit with it. But they don't, you don't do, you do as, not don't do as I do, but you follow me as I follow Christ. But we all follow in Christ. The moment I start slipping up, you start looking at what I do. And we all should be pointing and looking up to the to the to the higher call to, to Jesus himself. So there are some texts in the Bible that talks about, hey, man, as you see me do, you do too. But that don't mean I put my entire faith in that. Like I said right now, I don't care what pastor falls. I don't care what comes out. My faith is founded. And I got to make sure I invest in that daily because I can be strong in my faith now. But who knows? So I got to do that every day. Every day I got to I gotta build myself up, my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. See what I'm saying? Last but not least, the reason why people fall away, fear of persecution. It's cool to rock with God when there's Bentleys and money everywhere. It's cool to follow God when you hear teachings about prosperity, but you ain't really there to chew through persecution. And so people fall away because, oh, snap, I may lose my job for following Christ. I may lose this. That's why people, some people fall away. So why do people fall away? Number one, their theories are frustrated with God. Number two, they were not as familiar with God as they thought. Number three, God didn't fulfill what they wanted. Number four, bad fellowships and a false sense of love from opposing groups. Number five, false accusations on God. Number six, they were fumbled by the church or church hurt. Number seven, false teachings and false hopes. Number eight, their fire burnt out due to it being a part of a fad. Number nine, their faith was built into someone else's faith instead of Jesus. And last but not least, number 10, Fear of persecution. Now, how to not lose heart? How to not lose your faith? Here we go. Number one, F, engage the gospel both factually and with feeling. Engage the God. Anytime you feel like you're losing faith, go back to the gospel. Engage the gospel both factually and with feeling. I have a point here. Not just either or. People who are factually invested 
in the gospel may never had a heart change. They may not ever had a heart change because they, I know the Bible, they're smart people. There's a lot of people right now who you can tell were arrogant, who you can tell that were callous in their heart, but they knew the Bible. We know people like that. They know the Bible, they have no touch. They know the text, but they don't know, they don't have a touch. You can hear the arrogance in their message. You can hear the pride in their message. You can hear the puff upness in their message. So they have a factual connection with God, a mental connection, an exegetical connection, but they their heart hasn't been hasn't been made afresh, right? So they have a factual connection with God. And all other extremists, they have some people just have a strong feeling connection with God, and they both are dangerous in their own exclusive realm. Those who have only a feeling connection with God, they they the the organist, the the song was just right. The preacher sweated and preached the gospel like a madman. The, the 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 experience that's why I don't, I don't like saying have an experience that's 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 borderline demonic anytime you hear a church says about experience you got to ask yourself what what are you talking about an experience that means an experience means I'm gonna conjure up of the right environment to make you feel what you think God feels like most of these people who have experiences that all started from a secret sensitive movement movement and the guy who started it lost his own church so if the guy who started the thing lost his church what about the other people that's adopting the methods and the ideologies of that church structure so what happens is you you have these secret sensitive people who focus so much on packing the seats of people who are seekers versus the people who are converted and what happens is you got these mega churches that all they do is focus on getting people in, but not getting rid of sin. And so what happens is you have all these people who are emotional because of the experience and what they, these churches got multi-million dollar experience budgets, but no discipleship budgets, right? Or their small groups is cult-like material. That's just trying to get people more adopted and connect to their pastor. It's sick. But when you don't got enough lick in your brain, you don't got enough whatever in your heart, you're not going to be successful, man. And you're not going to be able to discern. And all these churches are adopting these different methods. And the people who are really converted are not growing. So those individuals are puffed out in the streets while the, while the, while the pews are full. So when you when you only have a factual connection with God, then you're gonna be puffed up in your mind. And the moment you the moment you're hurt in your emotional realm, all of a sudden you're done with God. Because how could you let this God? I know what the word says, and you emotionally hurt. Now you're done with God, or you have all feeling for God. I love God. Oh my gosh, take me as I am, Lord. <laughs> Use me, Father. And then when a, when an atheist comes, a, a, a black Hebrew Israelite comes, a, a, a person comes your way and they spit and game your way. You don't even know any apologetics. You don't know how to defend what you believe in. You don't have a factual understanding. But when you have both, let me let's bring up the notes. When you have both, it says the gospel is not only true historically and factually. It also answers the deepest longings, questions, and fears of our hearts. I forgot where I got that quote from, but it was powerful when I saw it. The gospel is not only true historically and factually. The gospel is true historically. Like If you really investigate, I had the moment. I was 25 years old. My faith was shaken. 
I, they, I was watching video talking about Jesus was Zeus or something like that. And that the white man did this and Masons wrote the Bible. All this kind of stuff. But when I started getting into apologetics, when I started getting into exe exegesis and understanding the word of God and, and realizing that Luke is considered one of the top historical documents of all time, that there, that, there, that there is evidence that Jesus did exist, that there were evidence that many people died for the sake of the cause of a man, that many people witnessed his ascension. Like this wasn't just theories and metaphors and cute cuddly sayings. This thing is proven. If the Bible wasn't true, then why are they twisting it? If the Bible is not true, then why is it out, outlasting or out-existing the people that's against it? The number one selling book in the world. Why? Nothing that God creates can be removed. Now, people will alter it and people say, well, well, the Bible was used to help slavery. No, they took a bunch of books and chapters out of the Bible. The Anything, this right here, this pen right here, it's supposed to write. But I can stab somebody with this pen just because somebody misuse it doesn't mean it's not useful. Doesn't mean it's not what it says it is. Just because the Bible has been used and altered and manipulated and twisted. We're not talking about the original text that the Dead Sea Scrolls found out that the text in the Dead Sea Scrolls match almost mirror to mirror, not only to the Bibles that we have now, but the earlier text. Right. So when you understand all these different things, then you understand the people's hatred towards it. Because it's telling you, you are a sinner. You there's no good in you. You are nothing without God. But I made a way. I made a way. I wrapped myself in flesh. I sent my son. Right. Who is fully God and fully man to take the sins that you had and give you his right so that you can be right with the father again and be used as a tool, as a resource, as a vessel to pass the vision of the kingdom of God, to pass the gospel. How to not lose faith, engage the gospel both factually and with feeling. Man, I have a strong feeling with God. When I think about this, my wife knows 99.9% uh, .9 of the songs at, that sung in my church, I don't really be caring for. <laughs> Only if my wife's singing. And I'd be like, hey, that's my baby up there. Look like a, a little Debbie snack up there. I had to get my mind right because I'm in church and my wife looks like a snack, but I got to be worshiping, right? But what I'm saying is, 99 put my, my wife's in the comments 99.9% .9 of the songs I can tell but when they start singing about the blood <laughs> when, when, when they start singing about the blood I'm in I'm tapped in what babe what's that other song I like that the men's choir sings what's that song I let my wife post it that's another song what song is that The song the men sing. No, what's the man? Uh, 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 man. Uh, God's grace. There we go. God's grace. I would have made it this far by the grace of God. See, those songs, I'm old. I'm old. These new songs don't got no anointing and no offense. Some of them do. But them old songs, them saints didn't have TikTok. Them saints didn't have Instagram followers. They, they, listen. Anyway, for time's sake, I got to get out of here. The gospel is not only true historically and factually. It also answers the deepest longings, questions, and fears of our heart. I am mentally and emotionally connected to the gospel because it, it solves both issues. 
Number eight, study apologetics and audit your doubts and concerns thoroughly. How to not lose heart or how to not lose faith in God. Study apologetics. Understand why. Listen, many people set themselves up to fall away because they don't even know what they believe. They just, like, do you know how dumb it is to sign up for something? You don't know it? You don't know about it? You sign up for something, but you don't even know why you why you believe that? That's why apologetics is important. You got to factually prove to me. See, genuine faith is birthed typically when an individual knows that this makes sense, that this is the only way. It factually makes sense. My mind is open because your mind was supposed to guard your heart. And when you mentally understand what you believe, it deepens your emotional connection to it. The more I study apologetics, the more I study the attributes of God, the more I attract God's faithfulness to me, the more I feel his tangible presence in my life, it naturally builds a stronger faith in me. But what happens when your faith is in somebody else or your faith is in a doctrine only or when your faith is in all these different things and you don't take the time? It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility to understand why I believe what I believe so that I won't be shaken. Do you know what the early church did? They, listen. If you're not willing to suffer to blood for this thing, then you ain't blood, brother. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You, it's got to be so factual. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to post the notes right after this. I'm going to post all these notes for sure. And it's going to be in the description box. I'll put in the comment section. I don't know if it's going to let me post because there's a lot of points. But what I'm saying is, like, I'm willing to die for this thing, man. Because you know what I'm not about to do? <laughs> you know what I'm not about to do? When you find out how real the Bible is and Jesus says, if you are ashamed of me before man, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. The Bible says, why fear a man who can only kill the body but cannot kill the soul? It says, you better fear the one that could put both body and soul in hell. So shh, do what you got to do. But I ain't trying to go out like that. I'm trying to be like John that wrote Revelation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can do whatever, but I still got a call. As long as I got a call, I'm good. I'm here to ball if I got a call. I'm good. I ain't, I ain't worried about getting martyred. That ain't, that ain't part of my story. I ain't thinking like that. I ain't going to confess it. I ain't going to make it evident in my life, right? But what I'm saying is you got to know it's so you got to know it so deep that you're willing to die for it if it comes down to it. Because what's death, fam? Maximum six minutes. But you know what's worse? <laughs> Do you know what's worse than death? The Bible says it's appointed for every man to die after the judgment. Do you know what's worse than death? Looking in the eyes of the almighty God who has the last say-so for your eternal existence. All the people who doubt God, God will never give you a faith to believe in that doesn't have facts to prove it. And what I mean by that, fam, is God is saying, man, God says in Romans, man, I ain't playing peeky boo with y'all. I ain't going to show my face with y'all. That's beneath God to prove his Anybody who's confident, anybody who knows who they are, it is beneath them to prove. Have you seen a meme on Instagram where there's a cheetah, cheetah inside of a whatever, and a bunch of dogs are running, and a cheetah did not run, and the caption says it's it's offensive to prove how fast you are when you're the fastest, something like that. So God is saying, me proving myself to you makes you more powerful than me. 
because now I am compelled because of your cries to prove myself. But he says, have you looked at my skies? Have you looked at my stars? Have you looked at the animals? Have you looked at my creation? Stop looking at man-made things and get out there and feel nature. And if you can go out there and look at nature and say there's not no God, you dumb as dirt. And dirt is smarter than you. At least it bears fruit. So God is saying, man, I, I, I tell anyone right now to go outside right now, daylight or no light. Go out there and say, God, who are you, fam? Show me you. And I guarantee in a matter of 24 to 48 hours, if you are serious about it, he will reveal himself to you. I'm tired, man. These dumb fools over there trying to act like they were walking with God and fall away and cause a catastrophic uh, a, a, a residual impact on people. I got. It's my responsibility. It's my responsibility to say, "Yo, fam, I don't care if he is not or she is not following God anymore. That ain't got nothing to do with God." So, a study apologetics and audit your doubts. So, if you doubt God, audit them. Don't give the devil no room to mentally confuse you. Audit them. Why do you have doubt? The only reason why we have doubt in God is because our own wickedness and our own heart. That's the only reason why we doubt Him. Because our hearts are wicked. And we're mad at him because he didn't do this or we're going through grief. And that's understandable. Please understand in this fallen world, you're going to have moments where you doubt God. But you got to audit them. Get back to the gospel. Get back to, back to the roots. But don't set yourself up to doubt. If you barely, if you're in and out of the text, you're in and out, you barely in it and you out of it majority. Majority of it. Study apologetics. Get to know God. Get to know why you believe what you believe. I don't even, do I have my books with me? No, I got them at the school. There's a lot of good apologetics books. And audit your doubts and concerns thoroughly. People go off their initial feeling. Don't go off the initial feeling. Find the facts behind the feelings. And then you'll find your faith develop. People get so caught up on where I feel like I don't want to do this anymore. We live in the most feeling generation of all time. Most people don't know how to critically think because even goldfish have a longer attention span than us. Why do you think TikTok is down in seconds? And why do you think stories are down in seconds? They want to dumb down. They want to get you to a place where you won't have the mental capacity to endure sound doctrine. The, it, the Bible talks about that in the last days, they won't even be able to endure sound doctrine. The things that God takes time to chew through, they're steak. They take time to chew through. You just can't swallow that stuff. You got to take your time and chew it to see it and, and get it in you. Also, surround yourself with people who are truly anchored. Surround yourself. I had, I had people message me all over Instagram. What are your thoughts on this person? What are your thoughts about that person? Throughout my ministry, people ask me, why this person fall away? And I say, man, I give them multiple reasons. That's the reason why they fell away. Or they were either hired or they were hurt. But they ain't got nothing to do with God. Next, <clears throat> I only let people inspire your faith, not influence it. Only let people inspire. Don't let nobody influence your faith. Let them inspire it. My walk with God should inspire your walk with God. It should be like, wow, that's amazing what God is doing through him. It should inspire your faith. But don't let me influence your faith. And what I mean by that, don't let me be the reason why you have faith. Don't give me that much power. Don't give these preachers that much power. Don't give these people that much power. Because if you give them too much power, then the moment they walk away, that same flu that's sickening you to get them connected to them will be the same sickness that draws you away from the healer. 
I should inspire your faith, not influence it. Because if I influence it, I can potentially get you flu. I can potentially get you sick, right? Because I'm just a man. Don't put no trust in no man, not me, not anyone. But I can inspire it, but you shouldn't give me the power to expire it. Next point, increase your time alone with God. You, the only you, it's, it's difficult to get to know God only in a community. You can get to know God in community. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying you can't, but you get to know God when you're alone with him. When you begin to see his tangible hand in your life, when you begin to see the differences between uh, pre-salvation and current in salvation, right? Increase your time alone with God and say, God, continuously show yourself to me so that you can have some tangible evidence. So when you have doubt, I tell people right now, get a notebook and, and track God's faithfulness. Track God's faithfulness. Write down how God has been faithful to you. Not to the body, but to you as a spleen. <laughs> track, you the elbow. God, ask God, thank you for, you know, your part in the, in the body. Oh, that's amazing what God doing for the church. No, but he looking at you as a kneecap. You a kneecap. God, God, track God's faithfulness to your kneecap. I don't care if you an Achilles. I don't care if you, what's uh, an appendix. I don't know. I don't care if you, uh, what's the, the least ranking organ of all time? Probably the spleen. But you're clean. Let's keep going. Track God's word. Last but not least, guard your heart. And, and disconnect yourself from all of these hot spots and all these. It's this Christian culture is whack, fam. This modern day Christian culture is of the devil. Devil. Designed by the devil. That's why you got to get back to the roots. Get back to you and your Bible. Get back to you and God. Fellowship with him. Like this stuff is demonic, fam. The top, the top people that we admire. The top people that's in Christendom, man, them people, man, they're they're about to either be hurt or they, they're hired for, for the cause. So how can I lose your faith in God? Engage the gospel both factually and with feeling, not just either or. The gospel is not only true historically and factually, it also answers the deepest longings, questions, and fears of our hearts. A, study apologetics and audit your doubts and concerns thoroughly. Surround yourself with people who are truly anchored. I only let people inspire your faith, not influence it. Increase your alone time with God. T, track God's faithfulness and guard your heart. So if you have any questions, I got time maybe for uh, three or four minutes to answer questions. Let me see what everybody says here. For real, reaching out says, Brianna Battle says, yeah, that alone time is important, vitally important. Uh, it's dark out with frogs and snakes. Go out there. There's frogs and snakes. <laughs> At least go by the door. <laughs> Open up a window. You know, even though there's mosquitoes. Sure does. There's there's something special about the secret place. I'm telling you. What else we got? How to deal with feelings betrayed by God when he didn't come through. God, see, the issue is, and, I'm, and hear my heart, because I'm on fire right now, so it could be strong. It could be stern how I'm talking right now. But hear my heart. How to deal with feelings betrayed by God never betrayed anyone. Never. That's not a part of his character. We betrayed ourselves by having a false idea of God as not a part of his character. 
So we betrayed ourselves by believing in something in God that God didn't even doesn't even have in his essence. And even if do has in his essence, we, we forget the, the glory aspect. We forget about the stewardship aspect. We forget about that. We forget about people's sin and there's consequences with sin. So God doesn't betray. We have to change the way we think about God, but we got to look at our hearts first. Before I looked to God, I looked at my heart. And when you look at your heart, you be like, I betray. I played myself. Don't play yourself. I've played myself many times, been mad at God for weeks and months and come to find out it was me playing myself. The devil will capitalize on any false ideology or ideal you have on the true individual who is God to cause you to entertain these different images and want to pursue your way with God. And then you're going to come two or three years later. Some of these people who are walking away from God, a lot of people who are falling away from God, they're going to wake up one day at pig pens talking about, man, I squandered my inheritance. And now you're stuck with consequences, even though you're, you rededicate, even though your soul is sealed and say you still got to deal with a Ray Ray who's your baby daddy so how to deal with feelings betrayed by God get to know God better read the full gospel if, if all you know is God is Santa Claus or God's a vending machine or that God is is just someone that does everything for you then when God doesn't come through because you're not ready for it or when God doesn't come through because you're not prepared or proven to be a good steward or you still practicing sin now we get mad at God because God's not coming through but we haven't even came through for ourselves Brianna says, how do you guard your heart without being hard-hearted? Great question. Um, thick skin protects a soft heart. We got we to get tough out here. We got to get more, become more disciplined out here. And realize when it comes to dealing with people, you realize I win and I learn. So no matter who burns you, you learn from it. And guard and take, I take mental notes on how people treat me. I take mental notes, and if it's a pattern, then I know at how far to keep them in my life. So you guard your heart by understanding the value of your life, the value of your time, the value of your money, the value of your energy, and then you guard your heart accordingly, right? So how do you guard your heart without being hard-hearted? Realizing that a hard heart doesn't produce anything but a hurt individual that hurts others, or don't let the right people in, who potentially not even letting God in. So you have to find the facts behind the feelings before your heart gets hardened. So you find the facts by saying, hey, why am I upset with this person? What happened? The number one thing that helps me overcome anybody's whatever action towards me is to realize that I survived it, that it didn't kill me. And if it didn't kill me, it's going to make me stronger. So let me learn from it and realize the same God who loves me has given grace towards me. And I've sinned more against him than they sinned against me. And the depths of my wrongs towards God is, is massively deeper and darker than that person sins against me. Then it humbles my heart with empathy. And now I see them differently. Legit Tuber 14, 14 says, how do I find people who are truly anchored by God through Christ Jesus? That's why it's best to get to know God by yourself. Get to know God by yourself because, uh, 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 you know, I only really have one solid brother, maybe one or two, you know what I'm saying, uh, that that, I, that that is anger. And so, when you, but the thing is, no matter what happens with anybody, I know who died for my, for me. And, and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste my mind or time wondering when, when you got a, when you got the winning team with you, you got the whole Godhead at your disposal. You got the whole Godhead all uh, surrounding your life. Don't go find, they'll find you. And the Holy Spirit will say, these are the people I have for you. Lilo 27, thank you, coach, for this timely message. I asked a question earlier. Okay, let me find you, Lilo. Or if you can retype it for me, 
I'll honor you on that. And thank you for your super chat. And thank you all so much who have been so generous to me and my family and what we do in this ministry. Your support helps us with our mentoring programs. Your, your support helps us develop more product and resources and tools. Man, so much, man. If you want to support what I do and you feel led by God to financially support or purchase a book or card game, check out my website, IamUnplugged.com. IamUnplugged.com. Look at what we do ministry-wise. Look at what me and my wife do with a mentoring program. We got a great some great assignments ahead, and our schools need us. And they need us to be more engaged. That's just not just me, but potentially if God has called you to that. So go to IamUnplugged.com if you want to support what we do with our mentoring program called Propel. If you just want, if you feel led to support what me and my wife do um, in regards to um, just what we do online and how we do whatever. And I'm writing a book now. However, all those supports really help us to create more resources and tools. So thank you for that super chat. Now, Lilo, did you did you comment, re-comment again? Okay, let me scroll back up for Lilo. And thank y'all so much for rocking me today. This must be something that, that I think a lot of people... Lilo, where you at now? Lilo, if you still watch it, repost that question. There we go. Lately, I've had this sense of urgency in my spirit. How can I best prepare for the days to come? The more you see the days, of the days approaching, the darker that it's becoming, that's when you, you simplify your life. Don't watch as much TV. Don't watch as much YouTube. Don't, 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 don't even, don't just stop. You know what I'm saying? Unless the Holy Spirit is leading you to people that you know will feed your spirit, right? Uh, and so the urgency is, say, Holy Spirit, why is it urgent? Do I need to stock food? Do I need to do this? What do I need to do? Do I need to move to another town? Like the city that me and my wife in, I can, strategically, I can see why we're out here. You see what I'm saying? It makes sense why we're out here in the country. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, and I, I see it. Right. But uh, the thing about it is the most the most overlooked man or woman, the most overlooked servant in the Bible is Joseph. And we're not talking about Joseph with the 12 colors or the colors and the 12, whatever it is. We're talking about Joseph, Jesus, stepdad, fam. Like like when there was urgency, he obeyed. The angel was like, yo, we got to get up out of here, man. Here, crazy, fam. We got to get up. Go to Egypt. Bam, went to Egypt. My, come back to Egypt. If you hear urgency. Ask God to, to reveal it to you so that you'll know what you need to do. How can I best prepare for the days to come? Prepare your hearts. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. The best way not to have your heart not to be troubled, don't watch the news. Don't watch a bunch of stuff. And take care of your immune system. Take care of your body. Take care of your mind. Take care of your money. And be obedient and you'll be fine. Time for two more. I got to go, y'all. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. God definitely gets the glory. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank y'all for sharing. Thank y'all for joining. Thank y'all for sticking with it. I think it's a word that we need in this hour. And God has really been pressing me to start speaking along these lines. Um, and, and anytime I feel a download from him, it's usually going to be a little, probably a little stronger. Um, I won't say stronger tone, but it's going to be stronger words because the darker it, the darker the times come, the stronger the delivery, the more anointing it has to be on it because there's a lot of people... Um, you know, got questions and concerns because these are some interesting times, but the word of God predicted them. Uh, Brianna Lawrence says, how do you return to ministry after being in a long hiatus? Um, keep it simple. All you got to do is cut on it. I don't know what your ministry was, uh, but what I would do is I'll say, Holy Spirit, how, how do I get back? How do I build my rhythm? Uh, maybe he'll say, start a YouTube channel. Maybe say, write a book. Just uh, it's all, everything boils down to fellowship with the spirit of God. 
When you fellowship on the hill, teach you how to return. I pivoted so many times and I've gotten better over time. There was some stuff in my ministry that looked better, but what I'm doing right now is better. You know, so when you return back to ministry, uh, um, just do it from do it from your heart. Do it for God, and it will always be genuine and received well. Hmm. <laughs> All right, these last couple ones, and I'm out. Brianna Lawrence says, "How to feel comfortable in fellowship with the body of Christ after uh, again after long highs? Everything boils, my friend, um, to the leadership of the Holy Spirit." And realize people are people. Jesus even said, the word of God said, Jesus didn't entrust himself to everyone because he knew the hearts of everyone. He, you just can't give yourself over to people. You can't give all of yourself to people. You can serve at church, but don't, but don't, but don't, be, don't be everything to the church. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because it keeps, it keeps a balance. And, you know, no, like, do, do, are, are we going to agree with everything, what everyone does, even with the past? Say, no, we're not going to agree with everything. But if we dare because God told us to, we serve that place no matter what. Is it wrong to block out what's to come, the end times? You got to prepare for what's coming. If you block it out, you may be you may be blotched out, and and, and you want to prepare. You want to prepare your hearts. You know you got to prepare your hearts. You got to prepare yourself. And and God's people will be blessed during this. During the ten ten plagues, who was blessed? Who was covered? Like, like there's gonna be some people. There's gonna be some casualties. There's going to be some Christians that's going to fall prey. It's because they wasn't in the will of God. And, and so what I'm saying, you got to just be in the will of God and God will take care of his own. He'll tell you to move to that city, move here, build your house there. He'll tell you where to go, where you'll be safe. I have been feeling an urgency to prepare for when he comes. Yep. Time to prepare because we still got work to do. Even though the, even though it's going to be dark, we I still got to preach. I still got to look out for my youth. I still got to be a husband. Ain't nothing changed. Ministry don't change because it's getting dark. So I love you all. I pray this message was a blessing to you all. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, make sure you check out my website, IamUnplugged.com, for more uh, resources and tools like the latest book that I wrote called uh, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Your Life. That book's good for help you with discernment, especially in these times. If you're dealing with soul ties and stronghold, this other book I wrote called The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Stronghold. That's another book there that will benefit you. Also, if you want to, in, in, in these last times, people are going to be still dating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in these last times, people are still getting married. But this book's going to help you date yourself, date God, and become datable so you can date the love of your life for, for, forever. So there's a lot of good questions, questions to either end a relationship or questions to extend the right one. There's going to be questions to end the wrong one, questions that will help you extend the right one. Also, this book, The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Hold or Full of Holes? A great book there. If you if you struggle with your singleness, you need help with that. Great tool there. Uh, what else? Uh, make sure you subscribe to my, me and my wife's YouTube channel, The Ezzy Life. We're going to be vlogging and blogging even, blog, blogging even more. As the end date, as the last day's approach, <laughs> just joke. Courses, card games, books, all this stuff. So I am unplugged.com. Also, if you want to support what we do, you can do that financially, however God leads you, man. Because we do, God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. But also, people can aid and support what we do. And only if you feel led, or if you don't even feel led, you want to do it. Do what you got to do. But at the same time, we appreciate your generosity in advance. Uh, what else I got? I think that's it. Oh, I ain't been really promoting my Patreon. I'll be getting back doing Patreon again in September. So if you want to connect with me there and you want to sow there or whatever, maybe start in September, maybe start now to get yourself ready. Uh, great, great audio uh, videos there. A uh, uh, lot, lot of great conversations with people that's in the Patreon. I will be back in September. And please forgive me, y'all. I thought I posted a post there. Y'all know that I'll be back in September, but 
Obviously, they didn't post it, but I'll be back in September with that. I think that's it. I love y'all. I see you all. Let me pray for y'all. Father, I thank you so much for anyone whose heart is troubled. Anyone who's losing faith in you. Reveal yourself strongly to them, Father. Give them a peace right now from the anointing on this video. Give them a peace that surpasses all understanding. That reminds them that you are who you said you are. That you're not playing peekaboo. You don't got to prove who you are. You have proven it in the majesty of your creation. So I come against every demonic spirit, deceitful teachers, anything they're anchored in rooting. And I command you right now to loose them and let them go in Jesus' name. And I seal me and my family from any type of retaliation demonically. You will not touch my house. You will not touch my spouse. And you won't touch anything that's connected to us in Jesus' name for the delivery of God's word. We are protected and these individuals will be protected. We receive that, God, in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Love y'all. As he out. I think that's it. As yeah, we'll see y'all in the next video. Lord, uh, Lord willing, I'm, I, there's gonna definitely be some other videos. But as far as teaching videos, Lord willing, when he, whenever he reveals to me, but definitely be some live Q and A's. Subscribe, hit the bell, all that good stuff. I see y'all next time. Peace. Oh, by the way, if you want t-shirts, pilgrims passing through with pilgrims shirts on my website, imunplug.com. This shirt, shirt that I created called Pilgrim, reminding you that you are a pilgrim passing through. As y'all official this time. Peace.